When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Monday and welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil Show. I am Anthony Totri, joined as always on this marvelous Monday. I've got Eric Ruby right here to my right, your left. I've got DJ Danielle behind the Mac and Eric. We've got a banger of a show today because we have about a million and five different incoming transfers for Arizona State that we get to talk about. Oh, this just in. Kenny Dillingham has tweeted 18 more times <laughs> since the start of the show. This dude doesn't stop. He doesn't. Man. It's Kenny, great does not stop and how are we going to kick off the show well the right way we're going to do it with an incoming transfer javen robinson himself a washington state defensive back who is now signed up to play for kenny dillingham and the arizona state sun devils javen first and foremost man just congratulations on the decision and thanks for hopping on today thank you guys thank you guys i'm greatly appreciated to be here what is the last i don't know like 72 hours been for you i guess the moment that you arrived to tempe for your visit just kind of what was going on in your head um i was very excited uh as i said before like um the coaching staff uh they're great guys and also i knew a lot of them for uh some time now uh at my previous time at washington state most of them uh the defensive coordinator the whole defensive staff were there so it was just like rekindling up like old flame man it was just back to it felt normal felt right that's awesome. What else about ASU, besides obviously the ties to the coaching staff, the personal side of it, what else about this program and the city of Tempe drew you to want to come here? Uh, Everything, really, man. Like, the whole city. Because I'm from, originally, I'm from Orlando, Florida. So, you know, I'm a okay. city guy myself. So, going back into that environment and just, like, seeing what the whole city, the the fans, everything that it has to offer, it just felt felt like home. That's awesome. In terms of the the visit and the staff, right? I know there was obviously a bunch of players on the visits uh, this past weekend. Just like, what was, I guess, that like for you, right? This is obviously for you the first time being in the transfer portal. Um, Mm. Was it like the whole high school recruitment or was it a little bit different? Uh, It was a little bit different. You know, high school is more of like, you know, you're you're trying to show everyone the facilities. You know, you're trying to woo people over with the, you know, the – the things that really don't matter. I feel like when this time around, it was more business. It was more like, okay, getting down to business. We need you to do this, this, that, that. Uh, So it was way more like, you know, professional, Mm -hmm. I'll say this time. So they had conversations with you, business-like, professional-like. What does that entail? What are they looking for you to bring to this team? Um, Just really for me to just be a leader, be a vocal leader. You know, someone that's like, you know, uh, knows the defensive system, like the back of my hand, because I've been running for the past three years. They just want me to come in and just, you know, be that vocal person, be the leader that can, you know, just help the team out in any way I can. How important was it for you kind of going through this process 
and, and understanding that Arizona State's secondary, as it is before you got here, um, before some of the other transfers got here, there were a lot of players, Roe Torrance, V. Ford, Chris Edmonds, um, no longer on the roster. Definitely a, a lot of opportunity for playing time. Was that something that you were looking for when you made the decision? Uh, yes, of course. You know, going somewhere, I know I can just get on the field and play and, uh, you know, um, just come in and be that guy. Uh, but also, like I said before, I just felt like it was the perfect spot because, you know, um, just being so familiar with the system and, you know, most most of the time when people enter the portal and go to a different school, they have to, you know, go in and learn a lot of things and, you know, be very uncomfortable for a, a short period of time because, of you know, you don't know anything. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was just going to be different because it's just like it's I'm going to be doing the same thing I've been doing for the past two years of college. So it's yeah. going to be just it's a great it's a great uh, thing for me. Do you feel like with your time at Washington State that there was maybe something that the fans or the teammates didn't get to see out of you that you want to show when you're here? Of course, of course. You know, I feel like my time at Washington State, uh, I feel like I wasn't able to be myself. Um, I felt like I was, you know, kind of forced into a role that I wasn't really, that's not me personally. Mm -hmm. I feel like here, you know, it's just with, you know, the, the relationships I have and, you know, the conversations I've had with the coaches, they're just going to allow me to be, you know, be me. Yeah. So you're so going to see a whole person. From a football player's perspective, how much does that make playing easier to be able to come in every day and be yourself and not maybe what they want you to be, but who you want to be? It definitely makes it easier. It definitely makes it easier because, you know, I'm just – I can just focus on the game. I can just focus on, you know, just just being me as a person. Uh, I'm a very outgoing, uh, extrovert person. And I feel like, you know, uh, it's going to just make, take my game to another level, in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. So excited. I think the when the, the whole transfer portal season kind of gets started, because it does feel like a season, I'm sure for, for you and all the other players in the portal, like there is so much going on with coaches and visits and offers and et cetera. I think one thing for, for Arizona State fans that they learned last year, right, was just how unique Kenny Dillingham and this staff are when it comes to going and getting talent in the transfer portal. And obviously you're familiar with that defensive staff. But yes. Kenny Dillingham, the conversations that you had with him, what stood out to you most about him? Uh, first and foremost, how he could relate. Um, you know, most head coaches in today's time, they know some coaches can't relate to the players, like personally. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Coach, Coach Dillingham, he relates to all the players very well. And that's the reason why, you know, uh, the outcome is the outcome. Uh, uh, he makes everyone feels comfortable, makes everyone feels welcome, makes everyone feels like a priority. So, you know, with is that in today's time, that's rare for sure. That's rare. And I feel like Coach Dillingham, he definitely has um, – made me feel welcome and you know he relates to me very well i feel like i talk to him about anything that's awesome so one of the things that i've loved about kenny and this whole transfer portal madness is the fact that there have been players who have been leaving the program but he's been very vocal about supporting them and, and telling everybody about how great they are does that come into your mind when you're talking about where am i gonna go and you see a coach be that way to somebody who's leaving the program yeah, that's just what I was saying. Like he's he's very relatable, and you know, I feel like you know, with just gestures like that, just shows what type of per- he, person he is. You know, he actually cares about the 
the student athlete and the person instead of, you know, whether you're at the program or not, he actually cares about you deeply. And, you know, regardless if you're leaving or staying, he's he has your best. Uh, he's going to basically do whatever it is to help you because he actually cares about uh, the students that way. So yeah. that's what I, I love about him. Now, we've obviously talked a lot about the, the recruitment process to get you to come to Arizona State. But I think a, a lot of the fans, right, they, they, they hear that you've been a part of that Brian Ward scheme in the past. And they have an idea of what that means to play defensive back or to play cornerback in this system. For you, when you're on the field or I guess growing up, like who do you model your game after? Uh, probably, I would say Deion Sanders. Um, just the way he carries himself. His confidence on the field uh, is like it's, it's, it's like it's one it's like none other. So uh, I model my game after Deion Sanders a lot, just just the confidence. Because at DB, that's a position where you have to be confident. If you're not confident, then it's gonna be a tough position for you because you're on the island by yourself. It's one on one, so it's you versus it's you versus you really. So if you're not confident in your abilities and you know your techniques, then it's gonna be a long day for you. You gotta have serious swag to play defensive back. For sure, definitely. You gotta have serious play, definitely. Oh man, look, I I think in terms of Arizona State fans, again, the, there's a lot of excitement in the Valley, right? Um, a lot of players committing, still a lot more to go. You obviously being one of them. What would your message to Sun Devil Nation be? Um, get ready for greatness. Uh, get ready for something special. Uh, very soon, feel like we're building something very special, and just stay tuned in. Arizona State fans, the one, the only newest defensive back to the Arizona State secondary, Javen Robinson. Javen, thank you so much, man. We appreciate you taking the time today. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Have a good one, Eric. I, I, I think in, in terms of players, right? You you can hear it just just talking to them a, a little bit, right? There is a level of confidence oh without a doubt that you're just like okay like we, we've got a guy i think the thing that stood out to me the most just talking to him is when he said i'm i'm being asked to be a leader and that's kind of who i naturally want to be some mm. people say that and you're kind of like really like is that really what you mean but like when you hear him talk or even just like the way that he put himself out there he does seem like somebody who's going to come in and be a very vocal leader and especially for a team that's going to have a lot of transfers, a lot of people coming in and out for this entire roster, having somebody who is comfortable in the system and is familiar with the team, even though they haven't been with the team, will allow him to kind of lead by example more. Yeah. And it, it, it just talking to him, obviously, it's first impressions, but you can just kind of tell with the guy. He, he seems like the type of dude that, that would go out and do that. So, I, I mean, I got my eye on him. How could I not? And, and look, there's, there's something, again, to be said about you're looking at an Arizona State defense that there are a lot of players no longer here from last year's group, right? Obviously, mm -hmm. the interior of the defense, you're losing linebackers, Will Schaefer, Trey Brown. You're losing... Um, defensive tackles, defensive ends, BJ Green, and then the secondary obviously losing a lot of players to eligibility reasons, right? Ro Torrance no mm -hmm. longer having any eligibility. The same goes for D Ford and Chris Edmonds. Now there are obviously some younger guys that are obviously going to step into that role, but you look at a guy like Javen that does have the experience in the Brian Ward scheme. And I know there are going to be people, right? And I'm going to say this now, that way I don't have to say it for every single transfer that we discussed today, is... There are people that are going to go look at the numbers. They're going to go look at, okay, what did Javen do at Washington State? Or what did 
uh, Sam Leavitt do at Michigan State? And you're going to look at the numbers. You're going to be like, well, you know, there's not a whole hell of a lot of, of playing time, right? There, you're you're not going out there and you're not seeing somebody that has 90 tackles for four picks and like a touchdown. That that's just not the numbers, right? But my my word of wisdom would be go back and look at the transfers last season that came to Arizona State. Prince Dorba led the team in sacks till he went down with an injury. Clayton Smith was huge for this team off the edge. D Ford played a massive role coming in for Arizona State. Trey Brown started in the interior of the defense at inside linebacker, right? And then offensively, Xavier Guillory was the number two coming from the transfer portal. Like there are so many guys that they go to places, Washington State, Cincinnati, Michigan State, Arkansas, just to name a few of the places that these incoming transfers are coming from. And they just don't necessarily, it's just not the place. Right. But I think one thing in, in talking to Javen and then some of these other guys that we're going to get the chance to talk with throughout the week is this place feels a little bit more like home. Yeah. Right. And I think that's huge for these kids to come in and have that relatability with a guy like Kenny Dillingham, mm-hmm. to have that with Brian Carrington, Rashad Samples, and then to go out there and eventually prove that, hey, you know what? Yeah, I didn't play a ton at school X, Y, and Z but I'm going to show you what I can do. These are, these are division one athletes. Yeah. I mean, look, part of the reason why guys are changing schools and leaving. And it's part of the thing that Javen said is that, you know, maybe it's not the best situation for them where they're at. Yeah. And then guess what? Your numbers aren't going to be where you want them to be. If the situation is not great for you. And yeah. I think that you just kind of have to put it all into, into Dillingham and in the whole staff's hands. I know sometimes it kind of boils down to where we just talk about Kenny and Kenny kind of being the spearhead of it all, but it really is a whole, whole group effort to get players to be excited about coming here. And you can't always, you can't always promise playing time. I think when you're coming from where this program was last year and the amount of players that are leaving after it, you can still say, Hey, there will be plenty of opportunity for you to at least get time to prove yourself. Yeah. But if a player's coming in and is just happy to be here and is happy to represent ASU, especially at the place where the program is now, but also understand that, hey, there's a plan for the future and I'm going to put my future into this guy's hands. And, and you heard what Javen said. He said, expect greatness and expect it soon. Yeah, and I don't think there's anybody who's transferring here expecting to have another season like there was. Oh, by no this, means. this past year. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see just massive improvement, and that doesn't just fall on the coaches; it falls on the players that the coaches bring in, and they're trying to get the right guys. I mean, we've only talked to one of them. I'm going to talk to a couple throughout the week, and I'm yeah. sure throughout the entire off season. But so far, I'm pretty confident that if Kenny Dillingham is going out of his way to bring somebody, if Brian Ward is going out of his way to bring somebody here. That's the right fit. Yeah. That's the right kind of guy. And, and I think that kind of plays into some of the other guys that we're going to be talking about yeah. coming up. Look, we're going to definitely get into all of the transfers from this past weekend on the defensive side of the ball, offensive side of the ball. Maybe some players, again, that we could potentially see uh, becoming Arizona State Sun Devils as the transfer portal season comes on. Uh, but again, continuing, you know, one one final thing I do want to say uh, just on Javen and then a lot of the younger players that have opted to come to Arizona State. Um, and it's something that I saw last season doing this, talking to the the incoming transfers, talking specifically to the younger recruits who opted to commit to Arizona State and Kenny Dillingham, right? Is mm-hmm. there's a level of belief that they have in this oh, coaching yeah. staff. 
that there is a level of excitement that you see. Even even last year when this team went three and nine, what's something that you were able to see every single week is you could get an Arizona State team that would nearly beat Washington, nearly, nearly beat a college football playoff team. In the ensuing week, there was no hanging their heads. No. The following week, whatever happens, you beat Washington State. Cool. You get back to to even kill. You get back to zero. You lose to Utah. You get back to even kill. This team find it a, like the the staff had such a a pull over this team to to constantly be fighting and doing it when there was a bull ban. Yeah. Right. I mean that was that's the whole thing, right? This entire season, they were kind of handcuffed a little bit because right beforehand, due to literally nobody's fault who was currently a part of the team besides Ray Anderson, who then eventually is no longer a part of the program, have to put a bull ban on themselves. Do you know how hard it is to be losing throughout a season, not living up to expectations, not being where you want to be, especially at the beginning of the season, to not have a bull to even look forward to and to fight for and to be in the middle of a complete rebuilding program and to not hear anything from players about not wanting to be here yeah. or about not believing in the system or about like you hear and you hear these guys talk after a game and like a post game interview on the radio and you hear them talk about stuff and you're like, okay, like nobody is sitting here treating this place like it's a garbage fire and that there's nothing worth saving and who cares and I'm going to quit and I'm going to transfer and if, if it was like that, nobody would be sitting here, A, talking about all the recruits that are coming here, all yeah. the transfers that are coming here in bunches, but also we wouldn't be sitting here with a positive tone after a season like last season, Yeah, right? It's, it's the acceptance of this is where the team is right now, but then also looking forward and being like, okay, hey, like this is where the future goes. And if you believe, which we do, that the people are in the right place to like get there, then you're fine. These you just have Kenny's to let guys, it play man. out. These are Kenny's guys, right? There are a lot of players that entered the portal this offseason, mm. um, specifically players that weren't necessarily recruited by Kenny and the staff. These guys are Kenny's guys, which says a lot in college football. Joe in the chat, it's been a bit. Apologies for my absence, Joe. It's okay. Welcome back. We know Donald's here. Love to have Donald here. Let's got go, Donald. Danny in the chat. Happy for Jalen Conyers finding his team, but why did it have to be someone from the Big 12? I'm so we can get right. revenge. Exactly, exactly. Look, we're already talking about it. We'd love to have Jalen when ASU plays Texas Tech on the show. That'll certainly I think be we have to. a lot of fun. Bees, chat here a little late. Do we know how much this transfer will cost in NIL money? Look, depends on which transfer. Depend, yeah, depends <laughs> on which transfer we're talking about, what position we're talking about. But we're going to continue talking about Arizona State transfers. Again, one final thing uh, on Javen and for any of these guys that we're talking about as the week moves on, going to drop their Twitter at, so you can go ahead, give them a follow. You could follow Javen at Robinson two and then J A V A N. If any of you want to go follow Javen on Twitter. And before we continue talking about some of these defensive transfers, want to tell you guys about Arizona lottery guys, holiday scratchers from Arizona lottery make last minute shopping easy and they make the perfect holiday gift. There are scratchers for everybody on your list, especially the people that have everything. I've said it and I do it every time we talk about Arizona Lottery and I'm saying it because it's the damn truth. The scratchers start at just $1 and they literally have top prizes up to half a million dollars, which goes a hell of a long way if you end up winning. Go out and buy your holiday scratchers today. Find a retailer like our friends over at Circle K near you at ArizonaLottery.com. You do gotta be 21 or older to play. It never gets old to just scratch something off 
Like yeah. lost in all of this, you could talk about the money. Oh yeah, and it's great. Like you you win five hundred thousand dollars, you don't really care that you scratch it off. But like there are like little games in it too, and it's low risk, possible high reward. You're gonna have fun doing it. There's nothing more satisfying than scratching away some numbers, and uh, I like it. And uh, there's also nothing more satisfying than a nice wink. And there was Donald in the chat earlier <laughs> asking the question. Is Eric drinking a wink right now? And I know what you might be thinking. I, it, it, Eric, come on. It's it's 12.50 on a, on a Monday. But listen, that's just kind of how how I roll. And there's kind of a, a reason behind it. And, I, and I'll get into it a little bit. So like a year ago-ish, I actually got in like a really bad car crash. Not to Did get serious. Really? Yeah, not to get like too serious here. Right. So got in a really bad car crash. Like overall, everything's fine, whatever. But I've had really bad like on and off back pain. Mm. Ever since then, I actually ended up having to get my med card at the beginning of this year. Um, and one thing about Winks and that they come in a bunch of different sizes, they got the two and a half milligrams THC and CBD and it kind of balances out. I found that for me, it helps me if my back is in a decent amount of pain to just kind of get throughout the day without being like crazy, crazy high. Like you get, you do medical stuff and sometimes yeah. it's just a little bit too much and you can't operate. But with Wink... It's just different. And you can buy it either direct to your doorstep at drinkwink.com or you can go and buy them from stores. So the product is THC and it's CBD in each can. They come in two and a half milligram cans, which is the one that I'm drinking right now. This is the mango flavor. They've got uh, lime and then they also have uh, black cherry. All of them are good. They also have a five milligram cans. Those are the tall boys. I also like those, but probably not when I'm about to get on air and in front of a camera. Maybe, maybe, maybe Another one time. day, maybe one day, but I would highly recommend it. There's zero sugar. There's zero calories. Highly. Highly recommend yeah, it. And, and it's it's not even necessarily like some people, man, like, and I understand it. Some people don't want to feel like off their ass. Yeah. Right. You just want to feel like a little bit chilled out or you have like kind of an overbearing sense of anxiety if you're doing something in public or you're hanging out with people, but you don't drink like like these really are perfect. And I hadn't had them before I came here and, and got to try some around the office and, and they're awesome. So I would highly recommend them. You can buy them online in 12, 24 and variety packs. And don't forget, use the promo code PHNX 50% off. 50% off. I know I have used them. <laughs> like that is a huge, incredible deal. You should use it too. And if uh, you struggle with maybe some of the things I do with kind of daily pain, I can't guarantee that it's going to fix everything, but it does kind of help mellow things out and get kind of the tension released. So that, that's just, that's just me. That's just me. Bees in the chat, flood the trenches, need people movers for sure, Donald. Yeah, absolutely. We'll talk about, you know, some additions that Arizona State has already gotten in the trenches and then potentially some ones down the line. I know Donald already bringing up potentially a Michigan State offensive lineman that was on a visit to Arizona State this past weekend with Sam Leavitt. So something to keep an eye on as we move forward. But I do want to start talking about some of the other defensive transfers mm -hmm. that Kenny Dillingham and the staff managed to add over the weekend. And I want to start with former Cincinnati defensive end Justin Whatley. Um, 6'3", redshirt junior, 275 pounds. You know my favorite part about this guy? Hmm is not even what he did at Cincinnati and the fact that he's played so long at Cincinnati. Yeah. It's the, do you know where he's coming out of? Like the, the high school program where he's coming out of? I actually don't. It is the same high school program, which just so happened to produce Jason and Travis Kelsey. Huh. Just and then saying. he went to Cincinnati. Okay. And he went to Cincinnati. Had offers okay. from Michigan State, Purdue, Minnesota, and Indiana, among a few others coming out of high school. But that is certainly... Huge. Again, it's interesting to see some of these high schoolers or these college athletes that come out of these high schools. But in all seriousness, getting a guy with that level of experience, again, you're mm -hmm. keeping him, you're getting him from a power five team 
um, in a Power 5 conference, getting it from the Big 12, obviously, Cincinnati, we've talked about the need at defensive end. Because yeah. you're losing, specifically a guy like him who is more, from what I've seen, more of a straight-up, I'm going to knock you over. Yes. Whereas you've got Clayton Smith, who's already here, more of a speed guy off the edge. Justin's a guy that is going to beat you with size and power. Um, and look, this is a team that is losing BJ Green to the transfer portal, right? Uh, unless that's, that's the unless big, something that's, crazy happens. I mean, if he comes back and <laughs> they got yeah. these guys, and then they're in a different place. But BJ Green is is arguably, I, I mean, there's a couple guys that you can. He's say the most def- most he, important defensive, player. the most important defensive player that that especially that you're losing. And there were games where he would simply just take over the game, and it's just a little bit different when you lose a guy like that because you're not just losing losing the overall stats and the overall impact, but those brief moments of like a quarter or maybe one possession where he's just on top of it. And and Woodley seems like the type of guy who can who can do that. And he also bounces around a little bit. He can be edge. He can go a little bit more up the middle. Uh, he has experience. He's not just somebody who's kind of betting on, okay, you didn't have as much playing time over in Cincinnati, and now you can come over here and we'll give you more playing time. Obviously, he's here to play, but at the same time, he has that experience to draw on. And uh, he even said like some of the most important things for him in finding the right school to go to was a stable coaching staff, a defense that fits his skill set, and then the opportunity to play a significant role. Yeah. The thing that stands out to me is the stable coaching staff. Yeah. Because there has been rotations at his position. With uh, Is it Deron? Deron? Reynolds? Yeah. Who's, who's taking Reynolds. over? I, I knew the last name. I want to make sure I got the first name pronounced uh, correctly. But, you know, he's taking over, and he actually mentioned him as somebody that he's uh, surrounded himself with NFL people and that he saw him and liked him and wanted to play for him. But when you have coaching moves and you have players moving in and out to cite stability as one of the main reasons to come to ASU. To me, that that was a word that really stood out to me, kind of reading uh, some of his statements since committing. Absolutely. And then I just want to continue to, to tease the fact that we're going to be talking to a bunch of these guys all week long. So you're definitely going to want to hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, turn on the little dinger, the notifications for any time we go live. Going to be talking with Justin uh, a little bit later this afternoon. Um, if you're listening, and we will play that interview for everybody on Tuesday. So you're definitely going to want to stay locked in for Tuesday's show. But moving over to another defensive lineman coming to Arizona State. Defensive lineman J.P. Dieter coming from Purdue. This is a name that we saw pretty early on that was offered by Arizona State in the transfer portal. Again, an interior defensive lineman. You can never have enough guys in the trenches. And for this guy specifically, you're getting a young one. You're getting a guy who was a freshman last season, 6'3", 285. And guess what, Eric? What? It's from Texas. It's from that Texas. bad. You know what they do pretty pretty all right in Texas? They they play football. Football? Yeah, they're I pretty think so. good at football in Texas. So to High be able school to, football specifically. To, to, to get a, an interior defensive lineman like JP, and you're able to throw him in, whether he is a starter, whether he is a depth guy, regardless, you are adding talent from a major conference yeah right that can't be something that is overlooked no no not at all i mean again and these guys who maybe don't get as much opportunity over there because they're at a bigger conference then they're going to come over here and, and find some time and again another person who's side of the coaching staff reynolds specifically yeah. uh mentioning like that style of defense is one that fits him and this is the first time i've also seen the big 12 be mentioned because uh, in an interview with the Sun Devil Source, um, Dieter talked about, you know, to be in the Big 12 is great too. A lot of stuff closer to home yeah. for him. 
that is something that uh, as as crappy as it might be in some ways that the Pac-12 is ending, you're going to start moving more towards those the middle America, the Texases of the world like where there's some more experienced higher end high school football to get recruits out of and to maybe come and, and watch you play or to get that type of exposure and saying, hey, you were in the Big 12 now. Well, it might not in every way be better than saying you're in the Pac-12 because yeah. of the type of success the Pac-12 has had, especially at the top. It is for recruiting purposes and guys like this. It could play a factor because you get to live in Tempe. Yeah. You get to live in a great city with great weather. And then you get to go visit all these big football schools and, and play these big time which games. Which are close to home, like you said. Which are close to home and, and you're traveling, but it almost doesn't take as much of a toll. Yeah. So I, I, found, I found that that and then another mention of Reynolds was really big indicators. It's like, not why are people committing here because I don't know, but yeah. just confirmation as to why. Yeah, no, absolutely. That, I mean, when you have multiple defensive linemen on the, the first major weekend for Arizona State of, of going out and getting transfers, I think when they are constantly referencing a specific coach right. or a specific style of play, like that is not something that just those two individuals or three individuals are focused on. It is at that point a, a staple. It, it is a pitch. It is part of the plan to go out and get these kids, right? And, and JP, again, didn't play. Uh, he didn't get a whole lot of run at Purdue this past season, but just kind of some accomplishments for him and some of his numbers coming out of high school, right? Because again, this is a really young kid with a lot of eligibility left. He was a consensus three-star defensive lineman. He earned all state accolades all four years of high school, spending his first two seasons in Kansas and the final two seasons in Texas, racked up 120 over two seasons at Manival High School, including five sacks each year, 120 tackles, uh, and then played at Topeka High School in Kansas as a sophomore and a freshman, collecting all state and all district honors each year. This is the crazy one. He recorded 133 tackles, again, as a defensive lineman, seven sacks, and four touchdowns as a sophomore. What? You said four touchdowns? Touchdowns. You said four touchdowns. Four touchdowns. Four touchdowns. He scored four tutties. Jeez. Yeah, dude. Tallied 121 <laughs> tackles and three sacks during really his, freshman year. Jeez. his freshman year. He did all that. So look, again, you're getting a guy with a lot of potential and a lot of eligibility. I think you're seeing yeah. that in a lot of the guys that they're going out and getting, right? We've talked about three transfers thus far, but specifically JP and then Javen both have a lot of eligibility left, um, which I think is going to be huge mm -hmm. when you're talking about guys that A, love the system, familiar yes. with the system, and then again... To next year, I'm telling you right now, if this team wins a natty, that'd be craziest thing that's ever happened. But <laughs> all right, let's that's probably not going to happen. That's probably not. No, I'm saying that because like we can understand that that's not where this team's at yet. Right. Right. There, there are ways away from that. But when we're talking about guys that have extensive eligibility left, mm -hmm. you're getting guys in the program early. Yeah. Right. Year two of the system. Year three of the system. And when you get down the line, then you've got guys by the time they're seniors. They've been playing in this system for years on end. It's like the back of their hand, right? That's something yeah. that I think is huge. And that's something you see at high-level programs. When we're talking about Alabama, when we're talking about Georgia, when we're talking about Ohio State, LSU, etc., we know that there's not a lot of freshmen that play at those schools. Why? Because they go out and they get the best players. Yes. But by the time that those players are seniors... They've been practicing the same system for right. two, three seasons. And when they get out there, it is quite literally everything that they've been doing in practice. 
It's it's a that's the way that they do college football in the SEC at the highest level of the Big Ten. Okay, that is something that I think Kenny and the staff are trying to to get is when you get some of these younger players, you want them here as the system is being implemented. You want them in the early years of this program, so by the time they are seniors, grad students, they have the experience in the system. In those little mental errors, they're not something that show up nearly as often. Yeah. And I think if we want to just talk about the system, right? Because sometimes you hear people talk about it and you're like, is it really that big of a deal? Like, oh, how they play. Like it's, it is huge. And sometimes it really comes down to will a player be successful or not is if they're in a system that values and that emphasizes their strengths. And that's part of the reason why Dieter is actually leaving Purdue is he cited that they're more of a read defense. ASU is a little bit more vertical and they, they, he likes what ASU defense plays like yeah. and what they want to accomplish. And so when you're sitting down with a coach and a coach is not only relating to you as a person and saying, hey, I want you to succeed. I want you to come here and be the best football player and person that you can be so that if you leave either next year or you leave in three years, you are set. Yeah. Also, we're going to play a style that you want to play. You know how enticing that is no, it's, to, to it's, guys? It's especially kids. And then you mix in, hopefully in the future, the NIL element of it a little bit more to where you're able to say, okay, look at what we were able to do for all these guys who came in at this time. They practiced. Look at the success that we had. Look at the trajectory. Now the money's starting to flow in a little bit more. It's going to continue to elevate. But you want somebody who wants to be here. Absolutely. not just Not just because they want to live in Tempe, because if they just come here because they want to party, then it doesn't work out great. They want to come here so that they can live in Tempe, live a good life, be a Sun Devil, but then be utilized to the max. And it seems like the type of defense that Reynolds and that Ward and that Dillingham are going to be putting out there for this team is very, very like... Player friendly. Uh, yeah, player friendly. Like players look at it and go, okay, I could see myself succeeding in there. Absolutely. Not small. Absolutely. Not small. I mean, look, go go turn on the tape of that Washington game, right? Go turn on the tape of that UCLA game. Like, if you are an A, and we said it on that postgame show, I remember saying it after the Washington postgame show, of like, yes, it was sucked that ASU didn't win that game. But at the end of the day, that's the tape that Brian Ward's showing. Yep. We just held the number, what, at the time, the number one, number two offense in the nation to no offensive touchdowns. We dominated them. And it's because of that scheme, right? That scheme is something that players want to play in because mm -hmm. it is so, it's so chaos driven. And if you're a defensive player, that's fun, right? That is super, super fun. So again, these players won't be the last to commit to Arizona State. We're going to continue talking about the defensive transfers. I know there's a lot of people in the chat talking about the whole quarterback situation. We'll get there. With Rashada we'll get there. and leave we'll it. Get there. We will get there on today's show. So definitely stay tuned for that. Do us a favor, hit that like button while we continue having this conversation about some of these transfers. I want to move... We, we've got the first level. Yep. We talked about the defensive line. Trenches. Let's go back a step. Let's talk about the linebacker that Arizona State got. Jordan Crook, an Arkansas linebacker. And I said it before we even started the show. My goodness. I know he's not coming from Alabama. I know he's not coming from Georgia. But to get an SEC linebacker that was playing, right? Again, 28 total tackles, one sack, one forced fumble. He was getting reps, game reps in the SEC. That is huge that is going to benefit Arizona State wildly as we move forward again he is six feet 220 pounds and I'm going to say where he's from okay and for those of you that are ASU nerds okay you'll you'll know why I'm saying it but his birthplace Duncanville Texas mm -hmm. Duncanville Texas do you know that Rashad Samples 
dad is a longtime high school football coach in Duncanville, Texas. So there's a little bit of a tie. Just saying. There's coach, always there's always coach a tie. Samp, coach Samp and Coach BC, dude, they recruit Texas so damn so damn well. And it's a good place to be able to recruit. There's always like the the you know the board where there's like pins and there's a string going yeah, on and you're connecting everything. It kind of feels like with every single person who commits here, there's like oh, and by the way, Kenny Dillingham recruited him when he was at Oregon. Oh. By the way, the new one is at Florida State. Oh, by the way, they're from Texas where Rashad Sample's daddy. It's like, it, but at the end of the day, if you're not utilizing those types of connections to win in the transfer portal era of college football, then you're doing like, it What wrong. are you doing? Yeah. And, and you're right. I have 408 snaps, 141 of them on defense. So he did play a lot of special teams. But at the same time, you're coming from that school and that program in that conference and you're seeing it every single day we talk about Alabama and why their seniors are so good and why they are continually a top college football it's because when you're a freshman when you're a sophomore and maybe when you're only getting a couple snaps a game or whatever you're still practicing you're still living breathing eating that type of football oh yeah that changes you and that gets you prepared for what I'm assuming ASU is going to want to implement right like they're going to want to be like okay People look at us and they see, okay, a program where we're eating, we're breathing, we're living football. You're coming in as a freshman, you're getting better. And by the time you're a junior, by the time you're a senior, you're absolutely maximizing your potential. The linemen are coming, guys. Everybody everybody's freaking out. Everybody's man. freaking out everybody's over the offensive linemen in the chat. The linemen are coming, okay? You just got to have some faith, have, like, give it a little bit of time. Again, this was the first weekend, okay? And not to say that there's not going to be more transfers here today or in the next couple of days, right? Kenny and the staff do not sleep in December. They don't sleep. I'm going to check his Twitter account now, see if he's tweeted anything. This morning, Kenny this morning. was in, I believe, um, oh, where was he? They, him and nine assistants were visiting uh, a, an Oklahoma commit, an Oklahoma four-star defensive back. Okay. Um, so on the road with nine assistants. Two hours ago, he said, great day to be a Sun Devil with a very interesting with the bamboo. gif. The with the bamboo. bamboo gif. And I think that was after Sam Leavitt had transferred. Um, but yeah, Kenny and the staff, they were out on the road. Um, and the fact that they're doing this after such a, an intense transfer weekend, getting players, like I'm telling you, they are... They know what they need to do. They are not stopping what they're doing. They are literally not stopping the recruitment. Um, and they are going to continue to travel all around the country to go get guys. Bees in the chat. Hashtag flood the trenches. Yeah, the trenches definitely, again, I think that we can agree. That's where you want to see some more recruits. You yep. want to see some more transfers, uh, and those will come. But the last defensive transfer that we're going to talk about today might be my favorite. Okay. Might be my favorite. Tell me why. Because he's from LSU, man. That ain't bad. He's from LSU. <laughs> that ain't bad. We're talking about cornerback Laterrence Welch, who hopefully we can get on the show a little bit later this week. But another kid... Coming from a a primetime SEC school, 6'1", a buck 93 from Louisiana. Like, I mean, can you say anything else other than the fact that you're getting a guy who was recruited to play cornerback at LSU? That's that's DBU. Do you that's think Jaden Daniels told him how great ASU that's was? That's DBU. <laughs> no. I, <laughs> that's DBU, dude. That's DBU. Yeah, I mean, it is. It Again, a lot of these guys, look. Not every single one of them are going to be hits. Yeah. And it is hard because none of these guys are are 
everyday starters go out there, play every single snap, and then they transfer, and then they come to ASU. Like that's that's not really the position the school's in to get guys like that. At least I don't think, and I'd love to be proven wrong. Mm-hmm. So you do have to kind of go off of intangible stuff. And you're right. You get recruited to DBU. That's a big deal. Yeah, just it's a, tad. a huge deal. Just a tad. And in your home state. Yeah, I about to say in your home state where you had a ton of high school success. And then you get recruited by LSU and you bring there. And and he has to imagine he's like, okay, I, I can bring more. Oh, yeah. I can do more than this. And ASU will always, always, always need more defensive back help. Even when they have a lot of them, you never know who's going to get injured. You never know really what's going to happen. It's very safe to take a shot on a guy like this. So we'll see. I don't know. I can't come out here and say that he's my absolute favorite just because yeah, he's my favorite. I, I, I don't know if I can purely just go off of... Uh, off of he was at LSU. Um, but okay, I, Can it, you go off of this? He was offered as a prospect. Colorado, mm-hmm. Texas A&M, Auburn, Arkansas, Texas, Notre Dame, Miami, it's good. Florida, Florida State, Minnesota, Michigan it's State. It's good. Nebraska, oh, I, I, I'm not Georgia, Oklahoma, Ole Miss, I'm not, I'm not, Alabama, I'm not doubting Tennessee. Him. I'm not <laughs> doubting him. I'm not doubting him, man. I'm not doubting him at all. And I guess my statement's a little bit more for like everybody, not just him, where... Some of these guys are not going to work out to the max potential that we're talking about right now. He very well could. I think he, he very well could. And again, maybe this is just, again, you're getting a guy from LSU that I'm like, oh, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> like, right. You're hitting the jackpot. You're getting a young defensive back from the SEC. Literally a school that churns out defensive backs like better than just about anybody else ever has at the highest level. Like this, this again, and you're doing it at a position to need on the defensive side of the ball. I, I just four star prospect, not a number twenty two cornerback in the nation coming yep. out, twelfth in his state in Louisiana. Gosh, it's fun, man. It's fun. Transfer portal season is so damn fun, and it's extra fun when you're days. following this dude and he's nailing literally everything, and you're in our diehard Discord, and he's giving you all the hints to literally everything and telling you everything that happens before it happens. So it's a lot more fun when when you are understanding and, and consuming all the stuff that he's he's putting out there. You're that's, just consuming that's the toe you, when you, <laughs> you must to- consume <laughs> all of the toe tree. Dear God. Okay, oh. Donald, I will cut the level-headed realism. I'm sorry. My, my bad. It's, tra- <laughs> it's transfer Pure portal excitement! season. <laughs> everybody's exactly. gonna Everybody's going to work out great. Everything's oh, going to go perfectly. Goodness. Natty on the way. Look, I know Donald in the Die Hard Discord was already Always. talking about how he can't wait for it to be August, September. And when you yeah, get dude. to that point, we're talking Arizona State football, right? But right now, you could still go get tickets, go support Arizona State sporting events right now. Or if you're just looking maybe to get Cardinals tickets, Suns tickets, Coyotes tickets, or maybe a concert, a show, whatever. They have it all over at game time it's the fastest growing ticketing app in the country for a reason and tickets make a great holiday gift i actually got my little brother tickets for a holiday gift so definitely go out check game time and i use game time as well i'm literally that is the absolute truth i don't want to spill where we're going just because in case he does actually watch this i don't want him to actually figure it out but Snag the tickets without the stress with game time download the game time app create an account and use that code phnx for twenty dollars off your first purchase Again, terms apply. Create an account and redeem that code PHNX for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. You know what would also be a great gift for your brother? Mm-hmm. You give him some winning picks. I mean, that's fair too. You, you give him an Anthony Totri lock parlay of the century. 
I will say I've been pretty bad with my picks, so I will let you take over the parlay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, you could tell me what you like. Well, on BetMGM. Well, I'll tell you that I like BetMGM. And right now you can sign up and deposit at least $10 into the BetMGM Sportsbook account and you can place your first wager and receive up to uh, $1,500 back in bonus bets even if your bet loses. That's literally winning when you lose and you can't get any better than that. Uh, if your bet does lose, bonus bets will be available once your initial wager is settled. For me, personally, look, I am I'm a Suns guy. It's kind of what I focus on a lot of the times. I, I'm producing that Suns show and I'm looking at this week and I'm licking my lips because Bradley Beal is supposed to come back tomorrow against the Golden State Warriors. And if, 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 if the big three all play, Booker, Beal, and Durant, I am parlaying 25-plus points from each of them and a Suns win together. I don't know what odds it's going to get you because the odds on that aren't up yet, but I'm telling you, if they play 25-plus points each and a Suns money line win, you should get some good odds on that. And you can do it with our friends over at BetMGM. So sign up, use bonus code PHNX, place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through the BetMGM Sportsbook mobile application. Uh, check out the show notes for full details. And now you can listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Not yet. Not, Not yet. I did the wrong one. We'll give me, man. Gambling problem? Call what do Here we go. Now it's time for Shane reading the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369-NEW YORK. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. Ontario get stuck Donald I'm sorry Donald's grilling me for all my previous picks they don't hit they're not yeah I've had a rough you know the great thing about betting though is that if you lose this time next time you're gonna win and you can guarantee that works you can guarantee that not not how it works not true that's not how it works whatsoever oh but let's talk about what everybody in the chat's been talking about for the last little bit Feel included in the conversation, yeah, right? Let's talk that. about the newest addition of the quarterback room. <laughs> Michigan State transfer. Sam Leavitt, who was the number one quarterback out of Oregon as a prospect. Uh, 6'2", 200 pounds, has four years of eligibility left. Same track as the one, Jaden Rashada. Yeah. Still an Arizona State quarterback, to my knowledge. But I'm just curious to how you feel about this this transfer because again you're adding a new an interesting quarterback room where you have Jacob Conover, you have Trent Borgay, you have Jaden Rashad obviously. Ty Thompson officially entered the portal. I know there's a lot of people interested in Ty. Um like just where are you at with this whole quarterback thing right now? It's weird. I can't lie. Like th- there's a lot of things that are true at the same time with this and I don't want to get too inflammatory, too overreactionary, but it is a little bit strange to have somebody like Jaden Rashada locked in who comes here, says this guy is like our, like he's not like, you're not going out and saying, Oh, he's our guy. He's going to start every game and we're not going to get any other quarterback, but he is your guy. He's Dilly's guy. He's shown the promise and potential. And then you bring in somebody who's on the same timeline as him who also it's like, it's like, this is not a, a no disrespect meant with this statement. This is not like a Trenton Borgay that he's going to be competing with, right? This is somebody else who's young, 
somebody else who has a lot of upside and potential, somebody else who can come in and take over games with big playability and like do things similarly to what Rashada does. Not that they're the same player, but they fall more in a similar mold than than Trenton and him. Mm. I I think if anybody can pull it off, it's Kenny. Um, I'm interested because 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 Jaden's dad tweeted out the loading yeah. gif like right when this happened. He doesn't seem like one to shy away from a fight. Not seems like one to 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 go away from competition. But also, I was telling you this. Maybe it's not like I'm afraid of competition, but I'm here and I'm not loading. getting right. It's not like it, hey, I'm here. I'm getting not as big of a bag as I probably could somewhere else. I was told I was the guy. They bring somebody else in who could be the guy who fits the same timeline as me. And maybe I see another place where they for sure want me to be the starter, no questions asked, and they offer a better amount of money. I just... I don't think it's going to go poorly. I think Jaden is the type of guy who will compete. I think Kenny's the type of guy that can manage it, but I'm a little thrown off by the ex-post from his dad, and I'm just a little bit thrown off that he's basically on the same exact timeline. So I, I don't know. Like I'm not trying to give like a. I'm not trying to ride the fence here, but I'm also not trying to give too definitive of an answer because at the end of the day, I don't know. I don't know how Jaden Rashad is going to react to this, and I don't know if he's going to either get way better because of it, which is a possibility, or if he's going to get way worse and he's going to leave because of it, which yeah. is also a, resp- a, a possibility. When guys are that young. Sometimes you don't know how they're going to react to things. Yeah. And he might have thought, I earned this last season. Like, I was injured, but, you know, I didn't complain. I fought for my spot. I earned my spot. Now I'm going into next year, and I have my spot. And maybe he doesn't feel that way now, and that might rub him the wrong way. But that's a lot of ifs and maybes and buts. How do you feel? I'm I'm with bees, and I've always been somebody that has been iron sharpens iron. If you're going to run from competition, then you're going to run from competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, I'm not sitting here saying that that is what Jaden is going to do. That decision, to my knowledge, has not been made. Now, I've been doing everything possible to try and find out what that decision is. But this is, you know, an interesting time to do this. Because if you're Jaden, you, you can't, if you make the decision, and again, I'm not saying he is, and these kids are all entitled to their own decisions and what they do. I'm big on if he leaves, he leaves, and you know what? That That is what it is. He's making the best mm-hmm. decision for him. Um, but at this point, you, I don't think if you leave now, you enter the portal now, you don't get the luxury or the excuse of I'm doing it for money, right? I don't get, you don't get the NIL excuse. Now it is, it looks like you're running. That's exactly what it looks like if you it opt does. to leave. Now again, Harlan Rashada, who we had on the show, Jaden's dad tweeted out the loading gif. And this is again, uh, something that you can go out and you can read for yourself, but 24 seven sports put out an article, what does the future hold for Arizona State quarterback Jaden Rashada? One of the last graphs says, it's clear Arizona State was looking to add more depth after Drew Pine transferred out, but it's not a foregone conclusion that Rashada spends his 2024 season in Tempe. The reason I bring that article up is because it is an article that Harlan Rashada liked. Oh! Um, Harlan Rashada also, again, Harlan Rashada liked multiple tweets regarding the news that Arizona State was adding Michigan State quarterback Sam Leavitt. He also liked a photo of the recruiting class taking a photo, um, including Jason Brown, Jaden Fortier, Canyon Floyd, etc. So there are a couple different ways that you could take that. 
Um, again, it, it's it's interesting, and just because somebody likes something on Twitter doesn't necessarily mean that you right. Know, that's happening. And again, Harlan doesn't necessarily speak for Jaden. He doesn't no. make the final decision that Jaden I do makes. want to point out that he liked one of your tweets. He did. He did yeah. like my tweet. Former about Michigan. Anthony Joe yeah. didn't want to bring he it up. He didn't bring it up. I'll bring did. it up. He liked your tweet about uh, about Sam Leavitt. So that's just something to monitor. Um, obviously, a lot of people are interested to see what happens um, with, with Jaden Rashada as stuff goes on. Donald bringing up 24-7 also said Sam was told it's 50-50 battle oh. as it was told to him. Absolutely. This is... I, I want to get that clear. This is not. This is not a... Um, nothing's going to be handed to anybody. Yeah, the start, and that's again. If you want to be handed the job, then you're playing for the wrong coach. Yeah, that's something that we've learned. And w- again, you see at all times with Kenny, and not just Kenny, this entire staff. You're going to work for it. And if you don't want to be at Arizona State, then you don't want to be at Arizona State, and they are going to wish you the absolute best. Um, but they're not going to lose any sleep over it. Again, I think Arizona State is a better team this morning than they were last night. And I've had this conversation with people on Twitter. I've had this conversation with people in the diehard Discord of, well, what does this mean for Jaden? Is he the starter? Is Sam the starter? You know what? If you go back and watch last season, how many quarterbacks played? Jaden, Trenton, Drew, Jacob, Cam, Jalen. Six. Six quarterbacks. Because how many of them got hurt, right? The coach's job, yes, to go out and get, get the best players. Another big part of the job is to ensure that your roster has the most depth possible. Yeah. And you've got quality guys to be backups. You've got quality guys to develop. You have the addition of Sam Leavitt point blank makes Arizona State a better football team. Now, what it does for the quarterbacks on the roster, that is totally up to them. Right? That is totally up to how Jaden Rashada wants to handle this. That's up to Trent Borgay. Trent Borgay is not going anywhere. Right? Like, you can handle the situation however you want to handle it, but Kenny Dillingham's job is to make the Arizona State football team the best possible football team in Tempe. Mm-hmm. By adding Sam Leavitt, he's accomplishing that. Now, mm-hmm. if you, you, again, the, the you here would be Jaden Rashada, if Rashada wants to leave, that's not on Kenny. Right? That is on Rashada wanting to go out there and get the best possible um doing the best possible thing that he believes for his future. So again, I'm not sitting here saying Jane Rashad is going to enter the portal. I'm not sitting here saying that Sam Leavitt is the starting quarterback of the Arizona State Sun Devils. What I'm saying is that the addition of this quarterback makes Arizona State a better football team than it was 12 hours ago. Yeah. And that's, I think, the only thing that you can really decipher if you're an Arizona State fan right now. You can't blame anybody for bringing in a good player. Because Jaden Rashad is also not the type of guy that you're going to go out there and say 100% he's going to be your starter and he's going to have an incredible season front to back. No, we're not he talking about Michael Penix. We're not right. talking about Caleb Williams. Like, he could be. These guys are unproven right now. Like, he could be. He could go out there and prove himself, and this could be a spark that is needed, and his dad might be acknowledging that as well. Like, you don't know. The only, and this is just, this is speculation. Like, this is not something that, like, I know of happening. The only way that I would say this is not the best move if for some reason there were some promises made to Jaden during the season about, hey, stick with us. Hey, don't leave us when it's time to open up the transfer portal next season. Like, we're your team. I just don't think that's what I, And I'm not saying do. that did happen. I'm not saying it's likely that happened. I'm saying that happening would be the only way that this is a bad mood or a bad move because it could make Jaden feel a certain type of way. And you never want to alienate a type of player like that who could be your quote, franchise, end quote, quarterback. But either way, no matter who's throwing it, they're going to have some uh, beefy boys out on the wide end and a tight end 
to yeah, throw to. No, they I'm excited about are. that. Look, we're, we're going to continue, obviously, talking about the, the quarterback situation over the next few days because it's going to be something to monitor. It's going to be something to keep up on. And again, we're talking about this without even really mentioning that Ty Thompson entered the portal, an Arizona kid with a lot of ties uh, to Kenny Dillingham. Um, and it, if this is just me, again, this is totally opinionated, this next statement. But I believe that the staff still should take a flyer on, on Ty, should pick up the phone, give him a call, uh, uh, and see mm-hmm. what that's all about. Because I think you bring in Ty Thompson, uh, and, and that is certainly, again, makes this team better than it was 12 hours ago, better than it was 48 mm-hmm. hours ago. And that's what the staff is trying to do. Um, again, uh, like we love Jaden, and, and I think he's going to be a solid quarterback if he's an Arizona State Sun Devil. I think he's going to be a solid quarterback if he goes somewhere else. That decision is yet to be made, um, but there is, you know, where there is smoke, there is fire. Yeah. So definitely something to keep up with. But yes, two Arizona State tight ends joining uh, that tight end room with Jaden Fortier um, in BP. Talking about Marcuston Douglas is who I want to start with. This is the guy that we talked about, what, a week ago at this point? Mm-hmm. Marcuston Douglas is a unit of a tight end. 6'4", 285. From Tennessee, last season had 11 catches, 136 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, again, this is for a lot of these transfers. You're going to be like, these numbers aren't like crazy. Well, again, Arizona State in a little bit of a unique situation, specifically in the tight end room, uh, because you are bringing in a really highly recruited freshman in Jaden Fortier. You have Bryce Pierre coming back, who is one of the only remaining tight ends, if not the only remaining tight end from last year's group. You lose Jalen Conyers. You lose Messiah Swinson, and then now you go get Marcus and Douglas. You also bring in Cameron Horpole, who we're going to talk about. Like, I have no idea, like, what this rotation is going to look like at the tight end position. I think that's not the worst thing in the world because you look at a couple different guys that could stand out, right? And if it's saying, okay, we just need a couple of them to actually play some football and see who really does that, then and he played on a winning not? team, right? Yeah, I, he played on a winning team, and and again. A lot of the times you have to look at the intangibles with these with these guys and especially yeah. what they're going to bring out here. And I am going to I am very interested about the tight end position when it comes to this upcoming season, because I don't think that Jalen Conyers was being put in the best position to to succeed. Mm-hmm. And obviously, a lot of that has to do with the personnel around him and, and whatnot. But sometimes it felt like he just could have been involved more. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering if with better linemen, better weapons outside of them that these tight ends become more involved and maybe we see an uptick in that position group from ASU this year. But I, I think they're getting guys that can do it. It's just a matter of of will they? And, and that's something that you kind of have to wait till spring ball and see who separates yeah. themselves among the rest. Marcuston is, like B said, a big body frame with experience I can catch like this tight end addition. Yeah, he so far is one of my favorite additions. Obviously, I brought up a mm-hmm. uh, defensive back coming from LSU, but... Douglas is a guy that I've been big on really since that offer was extended. Again, we we talked about him. You nailed it as always. Last week. You nailed it again. This is just, uh, I, I really, really do like this addition um, for what he brings to mm-hmm. Arizona State. Uh, and something that we haven't even talked about, we will talk about Cam, the, the San Diego State tight end that's transferring, but that we haven't really talked about at all, and that I haven't seen people talk about, is you're getting Jake Smith next year. Right. You're getting Unless a guy, the NCAA wants to be you're, awful again. You're getting a guy that was going to contribute this season. Melquan Stovall is coming back to be an Arizona State Sun Devil. As far as I can tell right now, Elijah Badger is coming back to be an Arizona State Sun Devil. Like, I hope. There are guys offensively and then defensively, Xavier Alford coming back as well, right? Like, that is absolutely something that isn't getting talked about in terms of guys that didn't play last year that are going to be here. 
Right. We got Jeffrey Robinson in the chat who I I, I want to read his comment. I'm Javen Robinson's father, and I will say you guys have a diamond coming. Great kid, hard worker, and had a bunch of huge schools who wanted him, and he picked ASU. Get your popcorn ready. Let's go. That is awesome. That Let's is absolutely go. awesome to see. And for all the ASU fans, again, like there is so much excitement, right? Yeah. I think with all of these transfers, with transfer portal season, and there are going to be people, obviously, that are like, oh, my God, you know, let's talk about next season. Let's get into next season. Like, enjoy this part of it. Yeah. Enjoy this part of getting new players, right? Getting to see new personalities, mm-hmm. right? We had Javen on earlier. Like, he was great. He was. He, and, he was a good time. There are absolutely going to be more of those personalities. There are going to be people that are excited to be Arizona State Sun Devils. And that's something that if you're an ASU fan, you can take those small victories, right? Because these weren't players coming to ASU in previous years, right. in previous staffs. Um, the, the staffs in the past weren't doing transfer portal stuff the way that this staff is. Um, so just take that, again, with a grain of salt. Now, I do want to move over. Um, talking about the other tight end, Cameron Harpool, and I don't want him to to be the other tight end necessarily because he, again, we're talking about giants, right, at tight right. end. 6'4", 250. Again, a Texas kid coming to play at Arizona State, and he played at a school in San Diego State where their bread and butter is we are going to just out-physical you. We are going to enforce mm-hmm. and impose our will on you. And to be able to get a guy, I think, at any position from a Mountain West school that has that mentality, I think is absolutely huge. He among, it almost feels like every player that they've gotten has that that rough side of them. Yeah. That, that I, I hate it because it's a little bit overused, but that dog in them. You know what I mean? Like they they're going to come across you and they're going to say, "Okay, whoever tries harder wins." And yeah. that's going to be me. He kind of falls into that as well. I Look, man, I'm excited about all of this. I really do think that Kenny is cooking for lack of a better oh, term. Absolutely. And it it's only the beginning. I really think there's going to be a couple more names to go. Oh, what? Oh, yeah, oh, oh ASU, oh ASU bro. got them? Cuz why not? Like at this point, if you hear the way that players are talking about this and you see what they're building and they're getting guys, okay, you look at your tight ends. Okay, they're building that room well. Their defensive backs, they're building that room, the defensive ends. Like the only room that, as the chat has pointed out, they haven't really gone and addressed is offensive line. That should, fingers crossed, be coming relatively soon. So it's hard for me not to be excited about any of these players individually, but just overall, I'm I'm excited. Plus, Donald, uh, a good point there. Extra run blockers on the edge. Huge. You get you get these big boy tight ends, man. You don't always just want to be involving them by throwing them the ball. You want them to get down and to get dirty. Seems like you got two that at least have the the physicality and the body size to do that. Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the selling points to come play at Arizona State is let's be real, Burrito Express. Burrito Amen. Express is the main selling point. It's how Saul Bookman got me in the door here. Uh, he told me and kind of explained to me what Burrito Express was, and I was sold. I didn't really need to hear anything else. He didn't. I heard tell your me. paycheck is actually just it's actually burrito just Express. breakfast burritos. That is all that I get, but it's okay. I love Burrito Express, and you guys will too. They got locations all over the valley. I am a big fan of the steak and egg, add bacon, get yourself some green, some red salsa, and enjoy it. It really is that damn good. Again, grab a burrito and follow them on social at Burrito Exp.
And with how bright of a future ASU football seems to have, uh, might as well get yourself some shady rays. You could also wear them while you're driving over to Burrito Express. And uh, you I can't can see the haters. You can't. Rays. You cannot see all the ASU haters with your shady rays on. And I'm sure even the coaching staff is wearing some shady rays as they pull up to Texas and Hawaii and California, wherever the heck they end up to recruit some players and tell you what you want to look cool too you want to be just like them get yourself some shady rays you can go and shop online or at their brand new location in the kirland commons it's a full stop shop for everything shady rays they've got regular sunglasses prescription sunglasses they got snow glasses like it's if you're trying to protect your eyes you're going to want to go to shady rays and if for some reason you buy your shady rays you try them on and and you think oh this just isn't for me i don't like the way these look or i don't like the way they Get your money back, okay? 30 days. You can return them free. You can exchange them. There's no risk when you shop. Shady Rays always has your back. And even though they're growing, they still operate like a small company having your back. And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use code PHNX for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. If you're somebody like me who breaks or loses their sunglasses often, it's good to buy two pairs when you buy one because you're going to need that backup pair. And now you can do it for 50% off. Try your, for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Love it. Not only chat, I want them tossing linebackers into the portal. My only mission for these two transfer tight ends. Absolutely. Uh, look, that is going to do it for today's show. Hit that like button. We Hit appreciate it. you guys. Like I said, if you missed the interview with Javen, go back. It was at the start of the show. Great kid. Um, and super excited to see what he accomplishes at Arizona State. He is one of several interviews that we're going to be doing with incoming transfers all week long. So you're definitely going to want to stay plugged in uh, to the PHNX Sun Devil show. If you enjoyed it, give us a like. Please. Give us a follow Please. at PHNX underscore Sun Devils. You can follow me at Anthony underscore Tochi. You can follow this guy right here at Eric Ruby. That is Eric with a K. You can follow DJ Danielle behind the Mac at Abraka Danielle. Guys, we are just getting started. Transfer portal is just getting started. Buckle up. Forks up, go Devils, and peace.